BR Peter Charles. Rapid results in difficult business situations since 1996. Hi, I'm Peter. I'm a financial journalist. Joining me is Peter Charles. Peter, you spend a lot of time working major corporations on the shared service sectors. What's the issues that work CFOs about SSCs? When they work shared services, CFOs are concerned primarily about bringing down the cost of the finance function. In other arenas, they have they have other concerns, but but particularly on shared services, that's the, that's their that's the primary cause for CFOs being interested in financial shared services. Is it all about cost? Is it all about driving down costs, finding that that new project that will just take down the cost a little bit? I think the battle that goes on here is that for the CFO, they go into it for cost reasons. For the people who have to operate the shared service, um, they know, and people who work in shared services a lot know, that something that's done right first time is much cheaper to do um, and, and much quicker to do and therefore less costly than it is to get it wrong and have to clear it up. Because the CFO goes into the exercise primarily concerned about getting the cost down, what often happens is, is that the expected cost profile, the expected cost reduction profile of the shared service runs ahead of what's actually capable of being done and keep a quality job. And, and in the end, that's the point at which people call me, um, is when the shared service has got itself in a muddle because they've pushed too hard at cost instead of looking at the other aspects. Okay, so who tends to bring you in? Is it the CFO or is it the person running the shared service? By the time I get to hear about it, it's normally been delegated down to a financial controller, although the CFO will still be interested, partly because it's not going well and it's not looking good. I think what the, 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 the proximate cause of asking somebody from the outside to come and have a look is tried all the traditional things already. They've tried maybe getting a big firm to look it over. They've tried auditing something into excellence, and they find that things just aren't aren't really working. What they then need to do is to actually look at the thing in a different way and understand what's actually going wrong underneath in the in the shared service. Okay, what are the sort of issues that you you've been looking at recently? I guess if I give a couple of examples, one one current client, they've been working on their shared service project now for four years. Uh, inside the company, there's an enormous amount of political resistance to going into the shared service at all, and therefore they haven't actually made any progress at all. So my primary role there is to be mostly a catalyst, uh, understanding what's gone wrong in other shared services and other companies, guiding them to make sure that they don't do those things. Uh, and we can talk about in a moment about what those things are that, that go wrong. Um, and putting together a, a package of steps that they're going to take for their shared service, which are capable of being implemented. So sometimes these things are being done from top down, and therefore they're not capable of being implemented by people who understand from the inside out what they're trying to do. Let me just give one specific example. The vast majority of companies can't fire all of their accountants and all of their uh, clerks and call out and start again with a brand new set of fresh shared service people. And even if they could, it wouldn't be sensible. Um, so what happens is, is that the people who've ever run it before design the new one. And quite the traditional way of doing these things is a firm of consultants comes in and then focus groups and they run workshops with people and they ask the people on the ground, how are we going to design our processes for our shared service? Well, that's the blind leading the blind. Those are the very people who couldn't possibly know how to run a shared service. So if the consultancy firm helping the company doesn't know how to do it, and the people, on, because they're asking people on the ground, and because they've never done it themselves, and because the people on the ground have never done it, you can't get a good result that way. Somebody has to come in into a leadership position and say, I know how this works, I know what works, I know what doesn't work, and lead people to getting a good answer out. So one of the things that goes wrong is you 
asking the wrong people how to design it. Right, so you're saying you take the leadership position or do you, do you help the person who's got to take that leadership position? Okay, two different examples. So in the example um, where I'm working on it at the moment, what the company has very sensibly done is they've hired one of their insider, 10 years experience, finance director, trusted, knows the organisation. This is a very, very big company. So the politics in the organisation are absolutely paramount in getting this right. So actually my role is very quiet, very quietly sit with the finance director um, and his close team in terms of pulling together the shared service. Uh, and I'm not visible at all beyond that very, very close team. Uh, but in essence, my job is to advise them. They learn from me, not about how to run their own company, know that already. It's about how we not make the mistakes that others have made in do pulling together this shared service. They then go out confidently knowing they're doing the right thing and argue the case for doing the right things around the shared service. And actually the package of things that they're now doing for their shared service is very, very coherent, very implementable, and they're not gonna fall into some of the pitfalls. There might be other pitfalls, but they won't fall into the traps that I've seen others fall into in the past. Another example would be uh, a shared service where the, the deputy MD in this particular case went on and twisted the arms of the three big beasts of the jungle, the three big MDs and FDs, twisted their arms and said, you must come into this shared service, you must share these pieces of work. That person then left uh, and they kind of went into a very kind of English non-cooperation with the shared service. And therefore quality was going down, they were hiring people on both sides, people were checking each other's work and there was distrust all around. So in that particular case, um, uh, my role was actually to take over the shared service on a part-time basis for a period of time alongside my team. Uh, and we went in and we just fixed primarily the thing that we did is work that didn't really belong in shared service, work that requires judgment, work that's dealing with the future. We actually moved that work back into the primary finance function and said, no, that work belongs to you, that's for the business. The second thing that we did was we took that work which is entirely appropriate for a shared service and we asked the business to give us back the work that was sitting outside the shared service should have been ours. What's quite interesting is, is, is that borderline, this happened in financial services and as it happens in customer service, because we were also running that, that borderline had been an area of contention for three years and, and, and even people were falling out. Uh, over it. The moment we had the right policy in place, all the heat went out of it and everybody was happy. And suddenly there was an idea, okay, that's fine, that work belongs to you uh, and this work belongs to us. Uh, and, and suddenly the peace over that line allowed people to then begin to cooperate. Okay, so that border between who does what is very important, but you can't legislate for it because each, each business is, is different. I think each business is different. Um, uh, I always talk about shared services being effective uh, and effectiveness in a shared service is that they don't try and run the business. The shared service gets on with its job of being proudly in the back office. Uh, it has to be efficient. That is, the transactions have to be efficient and correctly uh, processed. It has to be economic, of course. You have to get the price down, but you need to get the price down at the right time. That comes after the other two activities. The key other thing is that a shared service that's operating for a brewery or for, I don't know, uh, somebody that works in services is very, very different for a shared service that works in publishing or works in music or works in, in marketing, uh, advertising agency or whatever, because engineers in, in, in the end, trained in engineering will normally follow the rules they've been given. And in the nicest possible way, people who are trained in marketing won't. And therefore you have to have a different way of coaxing people into what they need to do. You seem to be suggesting that a lot of shared services centres are just badly thought out. Is that, is that fair? Is that true? No, I think that is fair. <laughs>
I, I, that's, that, that's slightly unfortunate. I think I think there are there are fads in business, and we've seen them. I think you could probably name some fads, and maybe in a moment you might name some fads that you've seen over the years. Uh, and 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 there is a there is always a slander that something like shared services is the latest faddy thing that comes along. We're doing it because the others are doing it. So that that's that's a risk. I think the other risk is that people focus too much on cost. If you focus on quality, if you get it right first time, cost will drop out anyway. Um, so when we say quality, we don't mean Rolls-Royce style quality. We just mean get it right first time, think about what you're doing and set it up carefully. And then the other trap is, is that we ask the people who are there already to design the future without any leadership around, actually, these are the things that actually work. If you take those th a slight faddy element, we're doing it because the other's doing it, um, uh, we're doing it only to get the cost down and we don't have proper leadership and knowledge about how to do it, then actually, yes, you can end up with elements of the shared services that are ill-conceived at the beginning, yeah. Whenever I talk to CFOs, I try to ask them about their um, shared service centres or the way that they run their accounts, and they're often very dismissive about that. Is, is the shared service centre CFO's dirty little secret, do you think? Actually, they're quite difficult. They're quite difficult to run, and I think there's an idea that there's no honour in just getting things right. So I'm working yet with a, a different client, and we're dividing the finance function into those parts using a very slight shared service model but it's a single company but very big one um, and we divide the finance function into those people who produce the numbers or produce the forecast or produce other aspects of the material that's required to run the company and those that, as it were interpret that information and everybody even the ones who are completely ill-suited for interpretation uh, think that they want to go and work in the sexy part of finance, which is the front end of forecasting and, and interpretation. And actually, the ones who are being gently guided towards actually getting the numbers right uh, are, um, uh, are feeling slightly insulted. They're being put into production areas. Well, actually, I think there's a lot of honour in being the one who gets things right and gets things right first time. Uh, so I think the, usually the finance director is being promoted as somebody who wasn't the person who got the numbers right, they were the one who were good at interpreting them. So in part, they might not answer your question because they have no idea, but they think they should. From your experience of working on shared service centres, what are the must-dos and don'ts? I think that the, the must-do is be re realistic about what can be achieved in the time. I wouldn't say that one of the must-dos is bringing in external resources or consultancy. I don't think it's the case. Uh, I think what is the case, though, is thinking very, very carefully about what in, is and what is not going to work in your organisation. Maybe a small smattering of people who've worked on shared services before. Uh, and just take your time, because you will get the cost down, but you don't rush at it. That's probably the must-do. Probably mustn't-do, uh, and I can think of a couple of examples of companies doing this right now. Mustn't-do is spend enormous amounts of money on exp expensive uh, ERP type computer systems thinking that somehow if you've invested in the software then everything else will be alright that is the mustn't do get your processes sorted out first and then computerised sensible processes don't do it the other way around Peter, shared services have been around I don't know, 20, 30 years in America so I get the impression that surely everyone's got one now is that actually the case? First of all, it's not actually the case I know some very large organisations which you would expect to have shared services by now uh, but haven't for all sorts of reasons I think it's also not necessarily the right thing for every company. I can think of a company I worked for recently where they decided that they were going to go into shared services, but first, before they were going to do that, they were going to cover the world in Oracle. They did that. They had a single instance of Oracle worldwide covering all of their 
systems requirements. And then strategically, they went out and bought another company which had covered the world in SAP. So now the two big beasts of the jungle in terms of massive ERP systems were competing. And they were completely stuck in terms of their... Uh, their systems requirements. They could have gone to shared services into a, in a much lighter way without the systems platform first, but you certainly shouldn't go for big monolithic approaches to running the company when you're still developing it. If you're still in the middle of mergers and acquisitions, you've got a portfolio of which you're buying or selling, then actually it's not necessarily right for you. Maybe there should be the lighter ways of reducing your cost. I think another example would be if the organization is primarily going into shared services, because actually what it's trying to do is a cost-cutting program, then why go to all the trouble of having a shared service in order to cut cost? Why not just have a cost-cutting program? So uh, we were invited to team, in fact, specifically, uh, we're invited to uh, recently with a, with a company, the CEO wanted to cut cost, and he said, here are guys, come in for six weeks, uh, here's all my numbers, uh, I've got 40 million of uh, overhead and I want you to get it to 30 and tell me what I need to do. Now that's a much cleaner way of getting the cost down and much clearer, much more specific around that objective. So if your objective is to cut cost, do that first. Then if your objective is to straighten out your processes and, and you want to have more continuous improvement and cost reduction over time, maybe that's an opportunity to go into shared services. Okay, so if I am thinking about shared services, what are the sort of risks as a CFO that I should be aware of? Okay, first of all, establish in your mind whether or not you've still got a portfolio approach to your business. If you're buying and selling pieces of business, then yes, you can have shared services, but focus on the processes. Don't focus on the platforms. Don't spend a great deal of money on systems. Uh, and you can then get a good platform that allows you to get financial control over your target company very quickly. But don't do it in too rigid a way. Um, if you... The other thing that you need to think about is why you're going into shared services. If your primary reason for going into shared services is to reduce cost, then why not, first of all, just have an old-fashioned cost-cutting program, get that put in place first, uh, and then think about your shared services next. So just focus on what you're trying to do. In terms of you're the, you're the CFO, you're thinking about the way that the organisation wants to go and you're saying okay we've now got strategically the company is now about where it needs to be we now need to bolt together and gain control over a number of portfolio companies actually shared services can be a very good way of let's say breaking down the baronies making sure that other parts of the organization are properly plugged in in a financial way getting a flow of information about what's really really going on underneath and primarily and shared services are particularly good at this, getting control over all of those accounts and all the cash pools that sit all over the company. You can be much, much more lean on working capital in a shared service than you can in any other environment. Peter Charles, thank you. We are Peter Charles, delivering rapid results in difficult business situations since 1996.